Hey everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is February 27th, 2022. All right, David, it's a Sunday and we're going to start things off with a game for you. I've okay. given you no opportunity to prepare for the game at all. All right. Let's see how good you are doing. Anybody listening, you can participate as well. It's a Sunday and on most days that means NFL is on TV. So Dave, I want you to tell me right now, just as we go through, we're going to start easy and then we're going to ramp things up a little bit. Okay. okay? Just like the five random questions I give you. Yeah, a little bit. It, okay. It's kind of a mix of five random questions and how much are they worth? Okay. All right. Who's the number one NFL team on Fox? Oh, it's uh, Cowboys. No, no, no. I'm talking broadcasters. Oh. Bro this is all about announcers. Oh, it's Romo and Jim Nance. Wrong. It's, it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well I'll be honest with you, I know what's going to happen to Troy Aikman. That's why I thought you were going going forward. You mean like right now? Like if he was still working there? Being in Troy. Correct. If we had a game tonight yeah. on Fox, who is it? I don't know. It's Troy. Yeah, well, I, guess, I understand what you're saying, but Troy is leaving. Troy is leaving. Yeah. We'll get to that in just a second. Okay. And then uh, for NBC, who's the number one team? If there was okay. a game. If there was a game tonight, still under contract. Let's say a game. Let's say. It's Collinsworth and Michaels as of now. Let's but, talk but opening day. Too. Okay. Yeah, I don't oh. want to confuse anybody. So we'll circle back. For opening day 2022, who's the number 2022. one team? 2022. Yep. Number one team on Fox. Number one team on Fox will be, uh, I'll say, uh, I'm going to guess, are they going to move Tony Romo with uh, Buck? I have no idea. Well, it, it's funny. And what we're getting at is there has been a ton of change in the NFL announce yeah. ranks. What Dave got to, and, and I don't know that people know it if they've been paying attention, but it happened this week. Troy Aikman is leaving Fox. Yeah. Troy Aikman is going to Monday Night Football. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing, right? The contract's more amazing. And tell people what the deal he got. He got an unbelievable deal. He got 10 years, $180 million. I, I, now, what New York Post wrote, five at 90. Okay. But it's still $18 million yeah, a now, year. Yeah, the, the, the one I read was 10 years, 180 Unbelievable. <laughs> because now... What this has done yeah. is a huge domino effect yeah. that's going on all through the NFL. And I find this fascinating because Fox now has a huge opening in the analyst chair. And yeah. like who's he, Joe Buck's a partner or, or Nance's a partner, partner, right? Well, yeah, they won't be able to get Romo. Romo's yeah. not going anywhere. He's yeah. locked in with CBS. Well, and, well, and okay. Oh, you said there. Fox. I'm sorry. But okay. So got it. So, but go ahead finish what you're saying so now when you look at the guys yes. that are being talked about okay god there's for, so many shuffles going on that that i read about too i didn't know you're going in this direction but go ahead i want to know what you know okay so the guys that are being talked about at fox yeah. that could potentially step in include greg olson who's actually really good but does greg olson give you the feel and, and maybe it's not fair to him yeah but I was going to say, if I give you an analyst or a play-by-play, -play, rank up yeah. A, B, or C, which would be A, average, B, big game, C, couldn't care less. If you look at, I'll give you a couple of play-by-play -play guys. Yeah. Kevin Burkhart. Yeah, they're all good to me. No, but, yeah. but does, if oh, you no, no, tune no, into no, a game. No one makes me, nobody makes me stay, okay? I, the way I look at it is I can watch a game without an announcer. Okay. Can you? Of course you can. Sure, but if you tune into a game and Buck and Aikman are calling the game, it gives you a big game feel. If you turn in and it's Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, 
I don't know that you have that same energy. Nance Romo gives you a big game yeah. feel. Al Michaels Collinsworth gives you a big game yeah. feel. For me, it's the matchup and the time slot. It gives them the big game feel. So like Monday Night Football has let us down for years, right? Yeah. Big game feel. We all know what it used to be. It's the only game on. It's it's after everybody's gone to work, people in bars, but yet they drop the ball with the announcers. So if you tune in as a Raider fan yeah. to a game in December that's a must win for the Raiders. Okay. And this game, we'll put it on Fox. Yeah. And it's the Raiders and Denver in the snow. Okay. Right? You need the win. And just in your head, think about these games, right? Because you're yeah. saying it's just the game. It, I me, disagree. Well, first of all, the Raiders and Broncos shouldn't be on Fox. But just, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. All right. I'll, um, I'll widen the spectrum because okay, you're annoying. <laughs> all right. Let's go Packers uh, at the Raiders. There you go. That's a Fox game. Okay. There you go. In the snow. Okay. Okay. Or, or, whatever. God. What can happen to you? Because the, you, you, you know how it works. The team that goes it. on the road. It doesn't matter. Okay. I don't know if people realize that, how, the, how this thing's figured out. Okay. Go ahead. So it's a big game for your yes. team. For okay. anybody listening, it's yes. a big game for your team. Yeah. You go Michaels, Collinsworth. Yeah, that's huge. Aikman, uh, Buck. Yep. Michaels, Collinsworth, right? Michaels, Collinsworth to me is the number one team. Okay. And then I'm going to throw in there uh, Adam Amin, Mark Schlereth. Okay, yeah, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the announcers do make a difference. If, yeah. if in Maybe not in yeah. September or October. I, yeah. But when you're watching for your team yeah. late in the season, and you turn in and it's goddamn Dick Stockton. <laughs> with his purple hair? Yeah. Dick Stockton calling the game with Jay Feely. Like, fuck. <laughs> I'm the Jay Feely game? Oh, oh, my God. But when you tune yeah. in and... To what you just said, Dave, if it's Michaels yeah. and Collinsworth, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I just If it's think, Buck Aikman, you're like, oh, shit. Okay, do you think that certain networks do a better job? I know I'm jumping around here, but, like, don't you think NBC is far and away the best? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now they, to see, to yeah. me. And Al's leaving. Al's leaving. Yeah. And they made the decision to go with Tariko and Collinsworth. Yeah. Tariko, to me, is not a big game yeah. guy. Tariko's Really? A, you don't feel no. that way? They promised Tariko that him. job, like, five years ago. I, huge mistake. Yeah. Yeah, a long time ago. They gave Mike Tirico does not make me go, this game matters. Wow, I'm excited. Buck and Aikman is really interesting. But now ESPN is trying to do a bunch of different things, which is, and if you're Steve Levy, yeah. Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick, you're like, well, this sucks. Yeah. Because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, Levy doesn't belong as the number one guy. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I wonder if they had had a stronger number one I guess if they had a stronger number one, he just stays. But remember, who was the dipshit before Sean McDonough? No, who was the dipshit be, uh, between Sean McDonough and uh, he hosts the like he, they did the whole battle the network stars brought back his the oh, big voice Joe Tessitore. He sucks. He was not God. I forgot Joe yeah, had done. Joe that. was he had for two years. Terrible. Yeah, he was kind of good on college football. Yeah, he's fine. College football guy. He's not Monday Night Football. No. So ESPN. How far could you drive with Joe in the car? Oh fuck. Well, Joe's great because he's a boxing announcer, so I could just tell I could talk fights with Joe. But if he starts talking NFL yeah, and his, everything is fuck Joe. That's his tone. I'm right You're here. Drive you crazy. All right, kid. Rain it in. Let me out in Julian. Fuck. Julian. <laughs> Let me out at Mission Gorge. Get the fuck out of here. So what ESPN's trying to do, yeah. Dave, is they're trying to figure out who they're gonna put with Aikman. 
Okay. What they're trying to do is buy Joe Buck out at Fox. But no way. Joe Buck only has one year left on his deal. But Fox is in a panic yeah. because they don't want a lame duck announcer. They're looking at Joe saying, we've got two out of the next three Super Bowls. He does the World Series as well. Yeah. But there's a feeling that ESPN is going to pay big money and try to make Buck and Aikman the Monday Night Football team. Yeah, if I'm Joe, if I'm Joe Buck, this is what I'm thinking. That's really nice what they did to Chick right they there. They did. <laughs> if I'm if I'm Joe Buck, this is what I'm thinking. Okay, there's a very good chance I'm going in both Hall of Fames. Yeah, and guess what? I'm doing the Super Bowls every few years. I'm doing the World Series every year. Yeah, and John Smoltz is as good as they get when it comes to baseball. Right? Uh-huh. He's outstanding. I got a great partner there. It's great. But if I say if I'm Joe, I go. You know what? Do whatever you fucking can. I want uh, I want someone big. I mean, when I say big, I mean the best guy you can find color commentator wise, and the best guy you can find is a guy like Romo. I want you to buy him out of his contract. I want you to figure out a way to get him over here. You got if you want me to do both, continue to do both for Fox. Otherwise, I'm leaving for for Monday Night Football. Yeah, was, I fake it. But Joe wants to go in the Hall of Fame, right? His yeah, dad's in the Hall both. of Fame. He wants to go in yeah, the Hall of Fame. Jackson both. Yeah. Joe will go in both. He wants to go in. Yeah, CBS is like, hey, you can meet me behind the liquor store. I'm not doing anything to benefit your product. We just locked Romo in, and he's staying. So now what you've seen with Fox is yeah. they chased Sean McVay. They put yeah. a lot of money on the table for Sean McVay. He said no. Of course. They chased John Lynch to come back from San Francisco because yeah. John was really yeah. good. Yes, he said no. Of so course. now Fox is kind of looking around and saying, do we want Sean Payton? Yep. If you're Joe Buck, are you like, I want Sean Payton to be my guy? I don't see the personality. You need a little energy in that booth, man. That's what people are expecting. How much would it get cost to get Peyton Manning? Yeah, uh, Peyton just re-upped with ESPN and re-up? locked in to do the Manning cast for another five years. Dude, how much could he possibly be making for that? Oh, pretty good. That There's thing no did really well for him. making 18 million a year. No, you but know? he does it from home. Yeah, but Never I has to go on the road. Dude, you only work in one day a fucking week. Yeah, guys don't want to go on the road, oh, man. Jesus, get on the plane. Get on the plane. All right, so now. Who's your guy? What would you do? Well, what I'm looking at is ESPN, because ESPN has to determine who to pair with Aikman. So if they can't get Joe Buck, the feeling is that ESPN is going to go in and lay crazy money on the table and steal Al away from Amazon because everybody has thought that it yep. was a slam dunk that Al Michaels was going to take the Amazon deal for Thursday night. Yeah. And now Al could circle back and go Maybe really so. full circle and go back to Monday night football yeah. and be there with Aikman. Al's almost 80 years old. Yeah. You know that? Al's 79 right now. Yeah. But you could sign Al for a three-year deal, yeah. right? Sure. I mean, he sounded great there in the Super yeah. Bowl. Hell, I'm not saying you can't do it. That's for fucking sure. Look at uh, look at some of the guys. Vince Scully did it till about yeah. 86. You look at Biden's close to 80. Trump's yeah. running again. He'll be 80. Orsillo? Yeah. Almost or, 80. Orsillo's, Orsillo's 82. Yeah. yeah. Almost 80. Just the Mud's IQ's 80. Yep. That's so true. It, it all falls in. That's true. It I all like falls. All right. So if you go. You know what? ABC, That that is the only move is to get out. If you got Al with but, Aikman, but that'd if, you're, be, if you're Amazon, you're like, no one's outbidding us, you cocksuckers. How I much know. money we have? But but it's and they went. If you look, not to go too far in, yeah. Al might make more money at 80 years old than he ever yes. did his whole life. He might be Ron Mix. 
Yes, he could be. Fuck. Uh, they Amazon did what NBC did 25 years ago or whenever they got the Sunday Night Football rights. And Al talked about this with Stern. It was really good. He said, when you go to the broadcast, it's not just about me. It's about my supporting crew. There's a whole team that puts together that show. And Amazon got out ahead of it by hiring Fred Godelli away from NBC, who's been Al's producer for 30 years. Yeah. And that's a pretty big time move. But unless Amazon can come up with something, see, for me, I'm looking at Al going, what is my final chapter going to be? And Amazon may put $20 million on the table. But, Dave, if I'm there and I'm calling the game with former Buccaneers quarterback Brad Johnson, I couldn't care less that Fred Goodelli's in the truck. <laughs> but if ESPN says, okay, they're offering 20 we can't go that high, but we'll give you 17 to come here and you're working with Aikman and you go back to Monday Night Football where it all started for you, that's a big-time booth. I think for Al, I may say... Yeah, I just put it out on the table, and our booth is better than the one that just kicked me out, yeah. NBC, with Tariko and Collinsworth. That's interesting. What that, do you think Collinsworth makes? I think signed up a new deal. I, yeah, I think they're all asking for major raises and major money. Well, no, I'll tell you what he makes. Do you know? What do you think he makes right now? I'm going to uh, go $12 million. I have no idea. Nailed it. Really? 12 and a half. Yeah. But is Collinsworth a difference maker for you? Yeah, I think Collinsworth is really good at what he does. Much as people hate him and think he's a dope and everything. Look, that that pro football focus, that's him. Oh, he owns true. that shit. Yeah. I mean, everybody refers to pro football focus. You know, everybody does. All all NFL teams, everyone who's a fan. I don't think people realize that Chris Collinsworth owns that. You know, yeah. that's a big deal. But I think that definitely drops yeah. off with Tariko. It, it does. With Tariko. Tony Tariko's Romo changed on. the game. Yeah. Honestly, God, he changed the game and the way it's done. I think a lot of fans used to, I don't like that he tells me where the play is going. Why not? Yeah, but what's, did you what's think, your problem? Did you think Romo was as good last year as he had been in previous years, or did he feel like he had? And I and I like him, so I it's not anything negative. I just felt like I thought he did less of what I like. Yes, you know, I, I thought, felt like he lost a little on the fastball. They might have told him that might have been a producer thing of saying, "Hey, you know what? People think you're ruining the game." I don't know, but but you heard those complaints all the time. I just think it's fascinating if you're watching where the play is going because you know exactly how the blocking schemes are going. Most people yeah. don't. Most people who watch football follow the ball, right? But yeah, real football people follow the line from the inside out. That's where that's how the game is one is meant to be watched. But the average person follows the ball. I tell you, as a as a football fan, like if we're watching Sunday Night Football right now, and let's say it was just the the Packers and Bears on, mm-hmm. I'd follow the ball. Yeah, it's it's fun to follow the ball. You know, when you got an Aaron Rodgers. But when I'm watching the Super Bowl, I was looking at the lines first to see what Aaron Donald and those guys were doing. Yeah, Hank Bauer, I used to go to Aztec games with Hank and Kevin Kernan. Yeah. And Hank would never sit in the press box, would never sit. We would always go uh, top level. Yeah. uh, Press, no, above the press level, whatever that was up there, sky level, because we're about that high. And we'd sit in the end zone. Yeah. And we sit about 10 rows back, and it was great because you could watch the whole play develop. Yeah. And that was... And that's why game film is actually getting yeah. out, is that why? But all of a sudden now, for the casual fan, if you're hanging out, you've been working your, your day-to-day life, right? Like we all do. Football, how we've watched it and got used to watching it for the last 20 years, a lot of these teams have been the same, are on the verge of changing. Yeah. Because... Michaels had been the guy at NBC for 20 years. Joe Buck and Aikman had been together at Fox for 20 years. Wow. 
Uh, Monday Night Football has changed a lot <laughs> since Al left. And now, all of a sudden, you could potentially have Alan Aikman on Monday Night Football. You could have Joe Buck and Aikman on Monday Night Football. Al's waiting to see what Amazon's going to do to put in the analyst chair before he says anything yay or nay. Because he's looking at it saying that if you come in here and you tell me that you got Rich Bisaccia, I'm probably out. <laughs> but if you're able to go get an impact guy, and they were chasing McVeigh, like McVeigh yeah. was no, the well, guy. That sounds smart, but McVeigh's so young, he's not getting out of it, you know? No, but they were saying they were going to put, you know, Fifteen million on the table. He makes eight and a half million as coach of the yeah. Rams. There's an ego part, though, right? Of being the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, I mean, thirty years old, you're going to throw away your dream. You know, thirty six, you're throwing away your dream. Yeah, well, yeah, thirty six. Madden got out when he was what mid forties. I think it was about forty two. But they yeah. said there were health concerns at that point, like heart attack, you know, issues, stress, huh? and he didn't want to get on the plane. But can you imagine a buck goes to Monday Night Football? Then the whole Fox thing. That would that would amaze me. Because I think if you, if you end up doing that, then there goes the, the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think you're out. No, he's in. I don't know. He's absolutely in. He's already called like 15 World Series. I'm not so sure he's about? in. Because the not, the number is a little bit more than 20 years or something. He's absolutely well, he's, he's not in, in now, motherfucker. You don't know shit. He ain't he's already in. in. Really? If yeah. I go to Canton, Ohio, I'm not going to see him in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And if I go to Cooperstown, I'm not going to see him. How many World Series did Al call? Oh, I don't know. Fuck. Jesus. I don't know. What do you call? I don't know. Like <laughs> four? He was in last year. Let me tell you something. The old World Series broadcasts are so bad. I watch them all the time on MLB Network. Yeah. Howard Cosell ruins everything. All the time. He it was terrible. With Big D? Howard Cosell is overrated as fuck. Yeah. He, because you got Allen there. You, remember they goofed on it in the Naked Gun? Where they go join in us and they have like Mel Allen and they got yeah. Dr. Joyce Brothers. They got yeah. all these assholes. You go down the line and you're just going, dude, that was the old... World Series on ABC. They just way it was too like many people Battle in the, of the network stars. It was way too many fucking people in there. Lola Falana <laughs> came in, called four, Charo, five, and six. Charo. Charo. Yeah, Joe Buck's in. Al Michaels just went in, just won the Ford Frick Award. God dang it! Yeah, dude, with every, and he's in the uh, and he's in the Football Hall of Fame yeah. right now. He's been the guy, dude. Is Al your number one guy in your lifetime? Like a national guy? Al's amazing. Because what you look at, so you go, okay, of course, you know, Miracle on Ice. Of course, that's what I think of first. Right. Al called a bunch of World Series for ABC. Yep. I wouldn't say a bunch, but he probably called three or four, which is pretty good. The amount of Super Bowls that he called. But you know what nobody ever talks about is how many big fights Al called, including Hagler Hearns for ABC. Really? And when you go back and watch some of these great fights on ABC, Al's call for Hagler Hearns is so great because his energy matches the moment. Yeah. Al's the man, dude. His book was awful. It wasn't good? His book sucked. What was the title? By the way, he's going to be uh, 75, excuse me, 78 this year. I said he was oh, going to be yeah. I said he was going to be 79. Yeah. Dude, I think Al I think Al's going to You can't make this shit up. That's the name of his book. No, you can't make this up. It's the name of his book. I think Al's going to Monday Night Football. That'd be something Aikman. else. So then who does Amazon run to? Uh, who do they go get? Is John Howard available? <laughs> John under contract? Is Kintera available? Hey, I'd go do that. Dude, just the fact that you just said it means there's a chance that uh, he's going to mention it on a show. That coach is up yeah, for it? Yeah, that or mayor. One of the two. Mayor of what? Solana Beach? San Diego. He says people ask him all the time, why don't you become mayor of San Diego? 
And how come you can't say negotiations? <laughs> he can't say it? No negotiation? <laughs> no, he doesn't even try it. Negotiate. It's what he does. He never even tries the negotiations. It cracks me up every time. <laughs> I don't I'm, I'm like, <laughs> dude, you'll hear, it, you'll hear it 80 times this week because of this whole labor dispute. He, he won't. He can't say negotiations. I, I listen. I know a lot of you, like me, are a Padre fan. Yeah. I don't know why any of you put money out for tickets. <laughs> How did you put money out for single game tickets? How did you put money out for season tickets? Exactly. When you watch what's going on with these dummies in these meetings, the deal, the cutoff day is tomorrow to avoid missing games. Yeah. Dave, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being no chance, 10 being slam dunk, what are the chances that we come back here Wednesday night and there's a deal done? There's no chance. No chance. No chance. So that means you're going to miss regular season yeah. games. Today, they, the Padres are supposed to play the Dodgers in spring training. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. God It came damn. up on my, on my phone. Is that right? Yeah, said Dodgers Padres today. Isn't it? It's embarrassing, right? Yeah. They did nothing. They should have gotten together as soon as the World Series ended and started negotiations. And don't tell me that's not how negotiations work. Bullshit. You're so overmatched on the league side with Rob Manfred, who's a little twerp. <laughs> and for the players union to have Tony Clark trying to do what Don Fear did or Marvin Miller did or anybody else. Sorry. He's a San Diego guy. I don't, I don't have trust in him either. Yeah. This is so much different than it used to be. But the idea that we have a very, very strong chance that in 24 hours we're sitting here thinking about games that have been canceled because these idiots can't get it together with as much money as there is, uh, it's embarrassing. I was looking at a, at a thing today. It said in 1973, Dick Allen um, was the highest paid guy in baseball making 225000 a year. Amazing. Dick Allen. Yeah. Hank Aaron made 200000 Yeah. That was the second highest paid guy. Here, here's an interesting thing, by the way, in Al Michaels. Okay, just jumping back to what you just said. Mm -hmm. Al Michaels, okay, um, started working with ABC back in 77. Mm -hmm. All right? In 79, he started calling World Series games for ABC. Okay. Do you, do you remember? I mean, you and I are little kids. But do you remember that Al Michaels would split World Series duties with Keith Jackson? Yes. So Al only did the National League ballparks, and Keith only did the American League ballparks. Oh, that's wild. That they'd break the announcers up during the World Series? I don't remember Al as a kid, but I remember Keith Jackson yeah. when I was a kid calling Ed Figueroa for the yeah. Yankees or <laughs> whoever was pitching. But I, I remember that, and then I remember the games would be on NBC. Yeah. I can remember being... With Vin and Garazola. Well, I remember that later on, but I remember even going back watching with like my mom and my brother... Yeah. Uh, Kurt Gowdy. Kurt Gowdy. And Dick I, I Stockton. Don't remember, I don't remember Kurt Gowdy. I don't remember this, but Dick Stockton called the games for NBC, the Carlton Fisk game. Wow. I remember Dick Stockton doing uh, CBS basketball. Yeah. Like Lakers, Sixers, that great. kind of shit. That's, that's, that's. With Tommy Heinsohn? Yeah. And that was ridiculous. Yeah, it was Tommy Heinsohn. So speaking of that, Tommy was a Celtic. That was the biggest name in basketball. Mm -hmm. When you talk about who's your next guy, they'll tell you that it has to be a cowboy. A former cowboy equals ratings is what they would say. Shit. You know, so, Collinsworth, I understand, is a former Bengal, but that's what that's always the thing. That, you know, the cowboys are such a big draw that it makes a difference if you have a cowboy announcer. Well, it's got to be uh, 
from, well, it's a no-brainer then, from Tory Pines High School. Chad Hutchinson will be the next guy. <laughs> right? I mean, former, well, that was easy. That was Let's easy. go golfing. Let's go golfing. Former uh, Cowboys quarterback, charismatic. I don't know. He went to Tory. How charismatic can he be? Ever met people from that school? Goddamn. <laughs> Dumb as can be. E, watch it. Um, <laughs> watch it. <laughs> uh, what a night on Friday night. Good About time. 48 hours ago, Dave. Yes. 48 hours ago, we were at AMC Mission Valley. So fun. Thank you to everybody who came out. I had talked to uh, the lovely and talented Katie Temple. I'm not sure... That she's thrilled that I had mentioned the Q and A part. Did and then just every, so you know? Yeah, totally. Because she's like, oh, sends fuck. me a text. She's like, "Hey, how'd Friday night go? Hot shot." I was like, "What the hell is that supposed to mean?" And I said it was great, but people were mad that we didn't do a Q and A. And then she's like, "Well, I'm glad you guys had fun. There was no like laughing emoji or anything. I got shut right down." Oh fuck! I know. Doesn't she understand we joke around? Ah, uh, you thought I thought so, but hey, cross the line. Yeah, must have. Uh, so I would say for anybody, yeah. if you ever have like a group event or, or doing something, running a movie theater is one of the, the most fun things we've done in a long time. I did it for my kids for their birthday and that was different because it's 20, 13 and 14 year olds. Was it the same exact situation? Was just the kids in the theater and you? Yeah. Okay. God dang it. I'm telling you what, man, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I thought you were going to completely drop the ball. When you kept saying you were in the theater, it, none of this made sense financially to me for the movie theater. Yeah. I'm like, Jeff doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. It was great, It's right? going to be us, and it's going to be a bunch of other jerk-offs we don't know. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, I'm going to give you shit for the rest of your life. Every time yeah. you tell me you go to a Padre game, that's pretty cool you rented out Petco Park. Right. And I was going to run your ass through the coals over and over again, but you pulled it off really well. And I don't understand AMC's business model at all. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, I was talking to Walt Chef about it. He goes, what? Yeah. It's like someone in saying, I want a table of four, but I want the whole restaurant closed down. What the fuck's going on here? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, what, Jeff's going to fuck this up. But dude, I'm tip my hat right here on the, on the microphone. You fucking made this thing work perfect. It was great, wasn't yes, it? it was. It was great all the way around. I've never been in a movie theater like that. We could just walk around and sit down where we wanted to. And, and like Jim Bettencourt's the closest guy to me. He was three seats away. And it's all family. To me, everybody in that yeah, theater. I agree with you. Because Katie said it to me. Uh, Laura Kane, I talked to you yesterday. Yeah. And it was great that Laura was there. Eric was there. I mean, the whole the whole list of people that was there. Our friend, our Erica Rose and her husband, Jimmy Royal. I mean, so many of you. Jimmy Bentoncourt, Pete, Gavin. Like, it was fucking great. It Derek was a Lyons. Gr- I, had a, I really had a great time. Yeah. yeah. My kids had a blast. Uh, Bob Hunt came out with his son. Yeah. Kyle Fluker out with his son. Jack and Kate had a blast. I think Kyle was to my right, but it's so fucking dark. I couldn't tell. And I would just tell you, like, I'll tell you what we did for AMC. We paid 300 bucks. Yeah. Um, because that movie had been out for a while. And they and Dave, they give you like a handful of, there's like three different times that you can choose from. Yeah. Like, I think we could have done it like two in the afternoon or, you know, 830 is what we did on yeah. Friday night. On a we, Friday night, though. At AMC Mission Valley. Yeah, it's still a fucking Friday. You're well, like, and the, what the hell? Well, and here's the crazy thing. We ended up with like 24 people. Yeah. So we had to buy extra tickets. So I walk up. I'm like, hey, I need a student ticket for Dune. They were showing Dune on Friday Dune. night. 
And the girl goes, five dollars. It's five bucks to get yeah. my son in. So I think that's what Bob did. And so yeah, to, uh, Richie Corp showed yeah. up with his son Jackson. Same thing. Yeah. Well, but just like so uh Kenyatta, I almost missed him, right? I yeah. mean, yeah, well, just, I, honestly, God, I really had had a, had a good time. I'm glad we got a chance to talk to everyone a little bit. Yeah, I thought for sure I'd be the first one up there. Then I walked up, and everyone was there before me. It was it was great, and I would just say, man, for anybody, for as long as AMC has that deal, yeah, like if you if you want to do something for your team, right? Yeah, three hundred bucks isn't a lot of money to lay out for that, and uh, <laughs> so. That movie was a wreck. Oh my god, dude! I was I was dying. I mean, I'm in the back going right away. I mean, dude, within yeah. two minutes. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, and I'm th- thinking of everyone who brought their kid. Yeah, and including I, me. Yeah, who brought and, two. And then I'm thinking of all the women that are in there, and compl- outside of Laura Kane, no offense, Laura, I was completely embarrassed. Right, Rose and, has not. Rose and her uh, husband had a baby who's yeah. one year old. Anybody who's a parent understands. Yeah. In that first year, you never get out. So no. if you get out. It's like winning a trip to Hawaii. You're like, even for five hours yeah. just to recharge, and you get out, and two minutes in, Steve-O's being tipped upside down in a porta potty And you're like, <laughs> great. But this was great. Oh, my God. Was that, was that, that was embarrassing. That was like, oh, fuck. I felt terrible that we talked people into going to this shit. Yeah. And your son, Jack, gets up in the theater. He just walks out. Did you see him? Yeah. He walked to me, though. Oh, yeah, he just came up and yeah. hung out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you thought he may walked out of the theater. He just sits next to me, and he goes, I immediately regret coming to this. <laughs> Joe Cabral was there. <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the people that were there. Yeah. Yeah. But well, everybody had fun. It, it, was, it was a great time. Okay, so here's my the big question I have for you. Sure. Kenyatta, who I love talking to, and only oh, talking for coolest. a brief second he didn't just shoot out at the end of the movie, right? Were those guys, did those guys we go? We missed, uh, so we took a group yeah. picture, which was great. And I just assumed everybody was there. Kenyatta, Joe Cabral, and Jimmy Bentoncourt, uh, the weak bladder group, hits the bathroom on the way out. So how did you not notice they weren't there? Because we got 25 people there. So I'm like, hey, everybody get in. Dude, I thought Kenyatta just like, I'm getting the fuck out. I know he said no. he had to get to Portland or something. I'm like, all right, I guess he had to catch that plane. No, he was great. and oh But everybody God. just came in. Oh, I felt bad we left these guys out of the picture. Uh-huh. Hey, snoozy loose. We know you're there. What's Betancourt doing? Law enforcement, get in here. But uh, yeah, Pete. Pete and Point Loser yeah. was there. <laughs> uh, I tell you, but I thank everybody who came out, man. Yeah. I thank everybody that was there because it was just, yeah, it was a riot. It was. So if you're doing, I would tell people, man, if you're doing your own birthday or kid's birthday, yeah. shit, it's 300 bucks and you got 20 people you can get in. I would do it again. Yeah, right. I would do it with the same group of people. I would do it again. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because... There'll be other movies coming yeah. out this summer. Yeah Larry, yeah, Larry Thomas was there. Oh, God, right. Yeah. yeah. I knew as soon as you started naming names, I'm gonna, we're going to start with guys. I you, was like, oh, hang fuck, on. you got the list. I hope that we don't leave anybody out. Like, yeah, there are people like, I didn't go. Well, what do you think that says about you <laughs> if you weren't there? Huh? What do you guys say? BK missed it. Huh? BK missed it. He, yeah, little under the weather. All right, let's see here, Dave. Hang on. So, going across... Gavin, Eric and Laura, Jackson and Rich Corp, James Royal, Rose and her husband Chris, Bob Hunt, 
uh, Flugs and his son, Derek Lyons, Erica was there, Larry Thomas, Jack Pete and Point Loma, and then uh, the three guys I mentioned, Joe yeah. Cabral, Jimmy Benton, Court, and and, and, Bob, and Bob Hunt's son, yeah. Yeah, Bob Hunt's son was there. Yep, seventh Dean. grade. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. Yeah, Dean will never be the same. Never be the same. He was a kid I was thinking about going home. I'm thinking, all right, everyone else Just came probably, off a championship basketball yeah, performance. Probably never going to leave the house again. God, Mom. Yeah. Dean, why are you crying? Mom, I don't know what I just saw. Some guy put his dong in plastic and flattened it out. Dean, you go to your room. Bob, I need five with you. Shit. 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 Dude, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Everything you just said exactly was going through my head. I'm like, it was oh my so God. flat. This seventh All right, Dean. This seventh grader is like, Get in what there. the fuck? Get in there and watch that Steve Nash tutorial. I'll be right in. I'll bring you some oval team. Thank you. Bob, can I get some? Well, I'll tell you what you're getting some. Right here, Bob. Break those glasses. That. Holy shit. Uh, there was more crazy shit. He was the youngest kid there, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. Oh, my God. Uh, dude, there's so many things that happened. I'm thinking, I kept thinking in my mind, what did I know and not know in seventh grade? Dude, all I know is Rich Corp, who we love, has been yeah. with this show forever. His son, Jackson, was about three seats yeah. to my left, and he laughed his ass off, which made me laugh. Yeah. I love it because my son, Kate, to my right, is like, I'm tapping out on this. I'm not watching this. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm anything toilet. I'm not watching. Yeah. yeah. But then, uh, but Jackson Corp had me laughing, dude. What a great kid. He's a great kid. Yeah. Dean Hunt is such a great guy. Fluke's son is so great. And okay. Just, well, Fluke's son's like same age as your kids. Yeah. But I'm thinking Bob Hunt's son is seventh grade. It's a big damn difference. I, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm like, in seventh grade, I didn't know what a money shot was. You know, all of a sudden, this kid's exposed to men, genitalia, and money shots. A lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot. But uh, we'll do another one. We'll do another one this summer. Because I was saying to my sons, like, there's, I don't know, there's Top Gun, Mission. I think the Mission Impossible movies got pushed back a year but, dude, there'll be some kind of, like, summer action movie yeah. coming out, right? Like Bond or Jason Bourne or something. Oh, shit. And, uh, and I'll tell you this, too, Dave. I'm just saying this right now. We'll rent the theater. All of you that were there the other night, you'll get first right of refusal. Okay. Because I feel like we owe you a movie where you don't have to no turn shit. your head. Oh, my God. You aren't kidding. Right? So yeah. what do you say? Like, we wait for, like, yeah. the summer and yeah, see, we'll like, figure out. We'll find something Top good. Guns coming out we'll or one something. of those we'll action. find something good. Yeah. Erica was great, by the way. Erica, I know she was says how small she was. She didn't seem that small to me. I said, how tall are you? You aren't a midget. She goes, <laughs> she goes, I'm not tall. I'm five feet. She didn't seem like crazy short. People kept asking me all day long, how short is this girl? And I go, I don't know. Four, seven? I have no fucking idea. She got a little drink of water. <laughs> but she's great. She was great. So, yeah. Thanks to everybody who came out. And uh, I had a good time. I yeah. had a good time, and, and I'm glad we had a chance to talk to everyone, even if it was for a short time. I'm glad we had a chance to talk to everybody. And how great to have uh, Laura Kane. Laura was great. And Eric, they do uh, Laura Kane After Dark. Yeah. And you guys know we have a long-term friendship with Laura. She's been through a lot, told her story. She wants us to come on that show. Oh, yeah. I'll do it in a yeah? second. Okay. Absolutely. I love those two. 
And so her friend Eric, who she does the show with, had no interest in going to yeah, this movie. I apologized to him, too. So I was telling everybody, hey, listen, you're all here except for Eric, who's here against his will, because <laughs> Laura just made the decision that he's in. So I never met him. I go, hey, man, I'm glad you're here. He's like, oh, yeah, I watched the first four in a row. Or Yeah, he goes, he I watch them all back to back. He goes, yeah, I'm pretty fired up. He goes, yeah, when the guy went in and used the toilet at Home Depot, I was like, oh, this will be a good night. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? But uh, yeah. The furniture store is my favorite part. That's why I, yeah, I think I laughed the hardest. Dude. The furniture store. What? Yeah. That and the marching band. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that appreciate everybody. And, and, yeah, we'll definitely do it again in the summer. And when you do, yeah, uh, I've got the photographic evidence, even though uh, three people aren't in it. We'll all give you the right of first refusal. Oh, that's funny. Right? So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we'll, we'll be good to go. Hey, um, I want to ask you, the, the lockout, as you just brought up for a brief second, okay, what's mm -hmm. going on? You said tomorrow's a big day. No one's expecting uh, any solutions on Monday. But when, when you look at this whole thing that's going on with baseball, you see people mm -hmm. starting that move. Oh, they're going to lose baseball fans forever because Run. of this. Wrong. You agree with me, right? 100%. You aren't going anywhere. We all dismiss no. it. We all just want it back, and when it comes back, we can't wait to see it. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a little bit, in for me, Dave, what it'll be like is for anybody who's spent any time in the Midwest or, or on the East Coast in cold weather cities. Yeah. When you go after the winter. Yeah. And you have to fire up an engine, whether it's a motorcycle or the lawnmower or whatever the case may be. Something that's sat. Yeah. Idle for five, six months. Yeah. And you got to fire that thing up and then you got to try to fire it up. It's going to take a little while. I don't I don't think it'll be fun. Uh, I shouldn't say fun. I think it'll be fine. But I don't think it'll be that same kind of energy right out of the gate, depending on how many games they miss. If you miss four games, nobody's going to give a shit. But if this thing drags out, you don't get going till May 1st, yeah, I do think there's going to be some people that are pissed. But is it enough to move the needle? No. Today, I was literally looking around for something to watch. Yeah. You know, like I didn't leave the house today. I just had stuff to do around the house, but I was looking for anything to watch. There was there was nothing. There was nothing right. to, I mean, I'm flipping through and everything was an infomercial on all the major networks. Yeah. There was nothing going on. Then I, I go on to the Padre station. There's just nothing going on. I think it was this week in Clipper basketball. Jeez, how fun. On. I mean, dude, there's just nothing going on. So, yeah, I 100% miss it. I don't want to say it feels like when COVID was and everything was shut down, but a little bit like that. It, yeah. was, it was just nothing to, to watch as a sports fan. And you're going, oh, shit, I guess this is like more family time. <laughs> like what? Are you, who what, signed up for that? Who signed up for for leaving the house on a Sunday? What the hell's going on? I don't own a boat. Like, what am I doing now? Well, I I look at it because NHL fan. Yeah, the NHL's got the craziest deal this year. Their trade deadline is March 10th. When like, did the playoffs start? In April? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It's wild. It's kind of fun, though, right? Imagine in your fantasy football league if you could make trades up to like week 13. Well, I was thinking about Major League Baseball. Yeah. Though. One, because Major League Baseball pulls the trigger on July 31st, yeah. and there's still baseball to be played. Yeah. If they pushed the trade deadline back a month, That'd be like the NHL did, all of a sudden now, oh, wow, you have a much... Right. You have I kind a, of like that idea, though, because teams that suck, like let's say like the Pirates, uh huh, you could get better in a hurry if people right. are desperate. Yeah. Well, and and so circling around, circling back to what you just said... This is why baseball will be fine. They're going to miss games, and it may miss a week. It may miss two weeks. However, when this deal gets announced, yeah. 
there is going to be such a flurry of moves because there's so many people that are left out on the free agent market Yeah, that unless you are a team like the Rays, I don't know how active the Twins are going to be, but I think a team like San Diego could find themselves right in the mix. And the other thing that's going to be exciting for San Diego is the Dodgers absolutely are going to be in the mix. The Giants are absolutely going to be in the mix, Dave, for may- for moves being made. So now all of a sudden, we're watching every day as the Giants sign a picture, uh, pitcher. Yeah. Hey, what the hell is Preller doing? Now Preller signs a guy. But wait a minute. Now the Dodgers have come in and signed a bat. I think, Dave, the excitement, and maybe that's what both sides are holding in their back pocket, is we're going to try to hold out, get the best deal possible, but then I think we can win the fans back because there's going to have to be so many moves made to fill rosters that it's going to be pretty exciting. What I would like to see Major League Baseball finally figure out, and I don't know that this is any part of it, how to get their goddamn broadcast rights straight. Yeah. Because you cannot stream these games anywhere. Yeah. That's ridiculous. The, you, I can watch the NFL Network anywhere, whether it's on YouTube TV or you can find it, right? Yeah. On Hulu, any of these different channels, you can find. I have YouTube TV. You can find it. NHL Network is on YouTube TV. NBA channel is there as well. But you cannot, if you're a Padre fan and you don't want to pay the obnoxious amount of money to Cox Cable or to Spectrum or to DirecTV, you're fucked. Yeah. And the idea that Major League Baseball goes along with this shows you how out of the loop they are. What I was able to do for baseball, or I'm sorry, for NFL this year, all those games are on the networks we just talked about. Fox, NBC, ESPN. Well, those are all part of the package. Yeah. No matter where you're at. Red Zone, I paid an extra eight bucks a month. I got Red Zone on YouTube TV. Everything was fine. But if you're a Major League Baseball fan and you want to watch the Padres this year and you have cut the cord, baseball has not gone stride for stride, hand in hand with you. They're still stuck like it's 1988. It's crazy. They got to get up to date and and figure out with Bally Sports and these other regional sports network how to get the product out to the most amount of people. So uh, let me ask you, in the meantime, without um, without Major League Baseball, go, okay, well, what kind of baseball is still going on? Do you have any interest at all of watching college baseball, then putting it on TV? Zero. Okay, here, here's an interesting thing i got to throw at you. I don't know if you paid attention to this kid. Have you, do you know who Tommy White is? Nope. Okay, so college baseball just started about a week ago, all okay. right? So the North Carolina State has a kid. They've only played eight games. He's a okay. freshman. All right. In eight games, Jeff, he has nine home runs, 29 runs knocked in, and he's hitting 588. It's insane. All right. And then I had to look up to go, who's the all-time leader in home runs for college baseball in a year? Bob Horner. No, but it's one of your guys. That's why I thought of you. I thought maybe Jeff would know the answer to this one. Uh, One of my guys. Hang on. One of my guys. Who's the guy you always goof on, big power hitter? You always bring up his name. Rob Deere. Close. Inky dinky do. That's right. Pete Incavilia. Oklahoma State? Yes. Yeah. How about that shit? What did he hit? 60? Like 45. No shit. Yeah. Which is a shitload for college yeah. baseball. <laughs> because they don't play 162. They play like 60 right. games. 
Aluminum bat, though, right? Yeah, of course. That damn black magic bat. Legal as fuck. <laughs> but, but yeah, still at no. the same time. Anyway, I'm sitting there going, San Diego State was on MLB Network last Friday. Okay. And I watched it. I'm like, that's kind of cool. San Diego State's on the national stage. I kind of want to see how it looks. And college baseball can, can be a little bit long and boring, mm-hmm. like we've discussed before. But I'm like, I'd like to see see something. And you talk about the different names when things finally get figured out here. And you're going, well, okay, Padres last year at this time were considered one of the teams to make the playoffs, maybe make a World Series run. Mm-hmm. Even according to Vegas, the season didn't go the way people had hoped. But you go, okay, the rumor with the Dodgers, they're – the DH is now in effect, so Kyle Schwarber is a guy they're chasing, and mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman is a guy yeah. they're chasing. And you're saying, well, man, that, that's a lot for the Dodgers. Still not pitching, but it's still big names. Mm-hmm. For the Padres, who's your guy? Is it Nelson Cruz? Who's the guy that you oh. really hope when this thing's all settled to go? Is it Castellanos? Who's the guy that you want in that Padre uniform when this is settled? Yeah, you're watching right now. And the thing is, and, and I'll only speak for myself, Anybody else, you can say, yeah, I'm that same way, or no, I'm actually not. The first thing that I look at right now and I go, when this lockout officially comes to an end, how much of a window are they going to have to make moves? How long is it going to be? Like, let's just say, hypothetically, it ends March 1st. Okay. Okay? Okay, Tuesday. Yeah, stretches out an extra day, but they get it done Tuesday. How quickly do they open camps? Do they say camps are open on the 15th? Right? Do they make it? That would be two weeks. Do they try to say it's open? I think you got five day notice. I mean, all these guys got to be in shape. You would hope. I mean, you're right? a fool not to be. Yeah. So now you start looking. And you go, okay. Well, they've got five days, and if they go March first, they start camp, and maybe on Saturday, they... basically. Huh? On Saturday. You yeah. Go on Saturday, you guys better show up in Arizona or Florida. Yeah. And then they're going to say, hey, uh, season's going to open. Right? I think April first falls on a Friday this year. So second, third, we're going to open April 5th. Okay. All right? I'm just throwing days out. Yeah. I haven't looked at the calendar. So that gives you basically five weeks to get guys healthy, the whole deal. Because I grew up in this town and I've watched this team, I immediately look and go, well, that gives the pods the built-in excuse to say we didn't have enough time uh. to move Hosmer, nor did we have enough time to move Myers, and we've got Clevenger back, and we got rid of that dipshit Adam Frazier. So let's move forward, guys. Everybody's good. Hosmer's our DH. We're going to move Cronenworth to first. Kim's going to play second. We're going to bring Tommy Pham back on a $3 million deal to play uh, left. People are, want, are saying that now. That's not even yeah. crazy what Jeff just said. We're going to carry three catchers, right? Always. And then uh, Drew Pomeranz and uh, Denelson Lamette are going to split closer duties. And I'm like, we're 40 games out, and they haven't thrown a pitch. Yeah. And that's immediately how I think, Dave, as a guy who grew up a Padre fan. But the wild card is, and I should know it, but for whatever reason, I've got a block on it, is that Preller's always doing things that we don't expect. Yeah. And it started probably with Machado. You know, I don't know, the Hosmer deal. Maybe you look back at that. But I think Machado... And then I think swinging deals for Darvish and Snell in the time that he did that, right? And a handful of other moves that brought some excitement to this. So I do think that I we owe him the chance to shake it up a little bit because I do think they're not naive enough to think right now they, they're the best team in the division. Um, so I, I think right now you look at, I don't know that I'd go $25 million for Castellanos. I really don't. I, I tell you what, the 
one I would like to see moved, and again, none of these negotiations. I don't understand why you people are so concerned about taking sides. It's not going to affect you one way or yeah. fucking another. Not your parents. No. <laughs> Okay, think Roth Fowler's yeah. in there. When people are writing notes, watching all you on social media. Yeah, when you guys have time to freak out, the Max Scherzer shows up in a Porsche. Are you in your fucking mind? The guy makes two hundred thousand dollars a day. Relax. Get a life. Who cares? Who cares about the private jets the owners take? What do you guys care? It's yeah. a product on the field. You want to see the scoreboard? It's so funny how mad you guys get. But when you uh, when you sit there and you look at the one of the stories is there are two teams that went over the luxury tax mm-hmm. last year. It was the Dodgers and Padres. Yeah. Get rid of that. Yeah. Stop the luxury tax deal. I think it would mean a lot to the players if you said two things. You go, one, you got to spend a minimum of $100 million. Right. And that's where you're having a big issue with teams like, you know, whatever, Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. the A's and everyone, Milwaukee. Minimum, you got to have $100 million salary, um, um, roster for your salary. And then you, if you want to go $200 million or $300 million, yeah. that's up to the team. Yeah. And it's going to benefit all the players in the long run. Now, as far as the control part in the minor leagues, and then when you get called up, yeah, it's a little long. You know, mm-hmm. to sit there and go, man, yep. you're going to make the minimum for this amount of years. That part's a little long. But otherwise, I, it doesn't affect me. I just want to see fucking spring training, and I want to see the season start. I want to get excited. How, how many times have you had a player like Tatis as a Padre fan that you're going, fuck, the guy's not playing, but he's getting older every day. Well, and and so yesterday, I threw Milwaukee up, but Milwaukee's yeah. been pretty damn competitive yeah. in a in a division where they spend money with yeah. the Cubs and the Cardinals. So that's probably not the best example. But again, it's just for... The Pirates are that team in that division, yeah. not spending shit. Yeah, Rays don't spend a lot, but no. they win. Um, yesterday, it was really, really fun. In the afternoon, my sons and I went up to Staples Center and they had the state of the you franchise. You still call it Staples? Uh, yeah, Crypto.com. <laughs> Whatever. They're not paying me any money. It doesn't matter. And they had a state of the franchise. And yeah. I know they do this. I know most teams do this with their season ticket holders. And I remember Ron used to do it with, with AJ. And, yeah. and I don't know who did it last year. Um, but it was really, really good to just kind of go up. And look, the Kings win again tonight. They're a pretty exciting team. They're going to make the playoffs unless they have a complete collapse. Yep. And when we got in for that team, we kind of thought we were getting in this year to learn the product with the idea of them being a playoff team next year. So we're a little ahead of the curve. But in the NHL, Dave, the entry-level contract is pretty much three years. And you have three years as a team to determine whether or not a guy's going to make your roster or not. Yeah. And if you're shuffling the guy back and forth, like after that third year, it's all waivers. And the Kings were pretty open yesterday talking about a defenseman that they had that, yeah, it probably would have been best for this guy to go back down to the AHL where the, where the goals play and get more time. But because of the collective bargaining agreement, they couldn't, they lost him on waivers. Yeah. Some of these guys can get stuck in the system But, again, the point that they made yesterday, talking about another guy who's scoring a ton of goals uh, in that AHL is, yeah, that's about as good as he is. He's a really good AAA player. But, yeah, I I don't know, man. I I think there'll be a bunch of that stuff that really doesn't mean much to to the casual fan, even what you feel like is the hardcore fan. But it's going to change a lot. Maybe we won't see it so much this year, 
But the way rosters are constructed over the next five, six years or whatever the length of the agreement is, I do think it makes some changes that we'll probably notice and, and we'll be able to go, oh, I get it. That was why the players union fought so hard for that. So that guys just couldn't get locked down yeah. and held under control for five years. Get lost. Okay, here's a here's a question for you. Do you know who John Mulaney is? Yeah, the comedian. Okay, the comedian. Yeah, he hosted Saturday Night Live yesterday and used to be a writer on SNL, yeah. discovered by Conan O'Brien. He was never really a cast member. He was a writer in the background yeah. for Bill Hader and those guys, but he's been a host five times. Amazing. He, he, he kills it every time he hosts. He's funny yeah. as shit. And, uh, and so I'm looking him up yesterday. I'm watching the show, and I'm going... I wonder when he does stand up because he's one of the yeah. few guys that comes out on his monologue and he holds the, the microphone. Oh, you know, okay. he's not just mic'd. He holds a mic like he's doing stand up. There's like a seven minute routine. And so I look and sure enough, he's coming to the forum in a couple months. Ticket, the forum. Tickets, 360 bucks a shot. Okay. Like he's, he's pretty popular. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. So I started looking at other comedians and I couldn't mm -hmm. find anyone that's coming here. Okay. Yeah. A little frustrating. We talk about it, how there's really nowhere to go. Yeah. And then, so I was talking to my, my son about it, who's living in Nashville right now. And he says, do you know in Nashville, they're about to build a brand new NFL stadium for the Titans mm. because they say it's not up to grade where the NFL should be, you know, yeah. looking at SoFi and the other ones. And they're about to build a brand new major league stadium, even though they just built a yeah. brand new downtown stadium in 2015, mm -hmm. they want to build another brand new major league stadium because they're trying to get the A's or the Rays yeah. to come there. We and don't think like that. He said they don't even, like, it's not even a discussion. There's no one in the way there to yeah. go, what the fuck are we doing? Everyone's like, okay. What we don't know is this is going to, the the current power brokers that we have, right, that have been in place in this town for 50 years, they've already fucked us for the NFL, and we're, we should be feeling the impact on that. And maybe we don't really know it, but... The impact of what a downtown stadium would have meant for hotels and restaurants and probably a lot of other downtown programs yeah. would have been a lot. But we are run by an old school group that is very narrow minded in their thinking. Yep. And it's going to catch up with us. It's a little bit of the tortoise in the hare. And Dave, I don't know the impact that it has on you, me, Pete and Gavin, but right? And Larry Thomas and, and some of those. But I think for Dean and Jackson and Jack and Cade, it is going to make an impact. It's going to make an impact a lot of different ways. And the way it's going to impact us is by not having a decent arena and a development around there that brings money in and by not having a downtown stadium. And again, bringing in property taxes and city yep. taxes and tourist occupancy taxes, that's a lot of money that comes out of the coffers and other cities are going to get it. Big time events are going to go there. And look, I don't know. I feel like the roads in this city are as fucked up as I can ever remember them being in my long time living here. I'm not going to draw the correlation today between the chargers leaving and how fucked up Balboa is, but there's a lot of money that we walked away from. Yeah. And you can say, well, Dean, this, Dean. It doesn't matter. You gave it up. Because one of the benefits of having a team like that goes back to how we started this dumb show. And that is by having games on network TV. And when people are dealing with 18 inches of snow and you're watching a game, whether it's Adam Amin and Mark Schlereth or if it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman yeah. or Collinsworth, when they're doing overhead shots 
all of a sudden it's you're reminded god damn look at san diego yeah and the only thing that we get right now is four days of tory pines for that tournament in january but we don't get the nfl anymore the super bowl doesn't come here there's no chance that the national championship game would ever been here holiday bowls moving to petco park so you're just different things like that yeah and and if you had uh, an NBA, NHL arena. I We were in that arena last night, and it was an amazing day in Southern California. The weather yesterday was probably 75, if not warmer. And we go in there, and I think we've probably gone to 13 games this year. I remember you saying at the start, man, hey, what's going on? Doesn't seem like there's anybody in that building. And my sons and I were saying last night, God, when we were here in October... The building wasn't always full, right? There was maybe baseball or college football. The atmosphere was a little different. Well, now all of a sudden that team's right in the middle of a playoff hunt. Yeah. They kicked the shit out of the Ducks on Friday night. And now they come out last night and they beat the Islanders 5-1. to one. They've won five straight. The building's packed. The energy's going crazy. Not like they needed a bench-clearing brawl. There wasn't any kind of fights or anything close to it. And I'm sorry, as much as I love the Kings, I love San Diego more. Yeah. And I look at that and I go, fuck, we just refuse to think big in this town. We have a bunch of zeros like Todd Gloria. He's a fucking zero. Big dipshit. Scott Sherman was a fucking zero. Faulkner was a zero. We let guys like Mike Aguirre in and give them power. Bruce Henderson, little fucking dipshits like Carl DeMaio. Yep. Who I heard on his show the other day say that somebody should slap that girl, Greta. Shut up. Yeah, he goes, somebody needs a slapper. I'm not in for kids, but that, that's what you got on Kogo in the Dude, afternoon. you got to be fired immediately for that one. He's a fucking dipshit. How about we smack you around, you little fucking punk? <laughs> little twerp. And whoever that guy is who comes on after him, yeah, somebody, somebody, he's like, oh, I agree. I'm like, wow. we'll kick the shit out of you, too. Wow. I don't know. I wouldn't know Greta if she was standing in this room, but I'm a parent. And if some fucking loser like DeMaio talked about smacking my kid, I'd beat the fuck out of that guy. Holy cow. Right? But that's those are the guys we give voices to in this yeah. town. Look back and go, who's the last person that made a difference politically in this town? Do we have anybody? No. Susan Golding folded like Pete's goddamn prom suit. Gave the Chargers everything. Who is buzzing me? This better be good. Um, and that's it. So, <laughs> is it ever good? Is it ever good? No. Okay. Unless it's Lisa Ann or Nicole Eckert right now, it's not good. Ah, uh, it's okay. All right, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't those two, but it was good. All right, that's good. Oh my god. But yeah, and listen, you guys can sit there, and I've said it on this show for twenty-five years. We're all a bunch of fucking sheep, man. Because you vote these fucking assholes in. You let them all in. And Maybe falter. the choices are never good in this town. How about Ever. that? Ever. You have nobody that looks. I, I mean, they, even if you take the sports element out of it, right? Yeah, we always think small. You, you wouldn't let. Yeah, we fuck up North Park. Right. You wouldn't let tourists. Pay for a new convention center. No. No, 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 no. We'll pay our own bill. Thank you. Thank you very much. What the fuck are we doing here? Do not pay my mortgage. I don't need it. Yeah. And I tell you what, 
if I had not been arrested for being a part of a drug ring that I did not know I was part of, I just thought I was driving U-Hauls back and forth across the border, okay? And I was like, Dave, I thought if, when God is my witness, I thought we were bringing taquitos. How did I know that I would get pulled over and there'd be 87 million pounds of fucking cocaine in the back of my truck? I did not know. Believe me or not, I'm telling you the truth. You thought they were frozen taquitos? I didn't, it was tough driving that truck, Dave, because apparently I had 87 million <laughs> But I got pulled over. That goddamn dog bit me in the Achilles. <laughs> Hurt like shit. Yeah, you're all to blame. Oh, my God. Not me and Dave. We tried to tell you. We said vote for the downtown stadium. No, you know what we're going to do? We're going to build a stadium task force. With a bunch of people that have no interest in sport. Oh, by the way, you want to know who else was on that fucking stadium task force? Who? Jason Hughes. Oh. And you go, okay, well, who's Jason Hughes? Jason Hughes is part of Hughes uh, Marino, downtown firm. You know what Jason Hughes did? He made $10 million from this city as being an advisor to Kevin Faulkner. And he's doing everything he can not to get his name drug in to the real estate deal wow. for that fucking building that they built. Go look up the stadium task force. That guy who made $10 million from Faulkner. I'm 1,000% sure as I sit here and think about the names that were on that stadium task yeah. force that Jason Hughes was on that. With Jim Steig, who'd been fired from the Chargers. Yeah. Adam Day from, from Saquon or Viejas, who said, I don't follow sports. That was the task force that we put together to try to save the NFL. Holy fuck. What a bunch of shit. Right? Yep. Yeah, Jason Hughes. I got to look. Hang on. Yeah, I you got it. Because I want to make sure I got this right. <laughs> Jason Hughes took $10 million. I just read this the other day. I was like, why does that name sound familiar? And I'm like, I swear, I think he was on the stadium task force. Uh, yeah, Jason Hughes, San Diego. Hang on. Real estate brokers. Who made millions on Ash Street lease, a no-show for scheduled deposition. This is from the Union Tribune, February 13th. Jason Hughes, the supposed volunteer real estate advisor to former mayor San Diego, uh, San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner, who collected almost $10 million in fees for his work on two city leases, declined to appear Friday for his scheduled depos uh, deposition. This was the third time Hughes put off providing sworn testimony in a civil lawsuit who sued the city uh, by a guy named John Gordon, former Twins announcer, John oh, Gordon. Oh, boy. No, I don't think it's the same guy. Oh, good. Who sued the city over its 2016 lease of the former Sempra Energy headquarters at 101 Ash Street. Wasn't that going on? Wasn't that the same time the stadium task force was going on? Yes. 2016? Yeah, fucking guy. Uh, deposition was to be the first time Hughes was to give sworn testimony about his role in the deal, which had the city committing itself to leasing to own a building it still cannot occupy because of asbestos and other issues. Uh, yeah, according to an objection served by Hughes' legal team, the founder of Hughes Marino Real Estate Brokerage did not appear because lawyers for the city complained about the behavior of the other side's lawyers. Holy shit. Yeah, that's the guy. 
That's the guy that we put out. Guy made $10 million from Faulkner, but that was the guy who was going to try to help us uh, keep the stadium. And we put up with this shit. We always do. We always do. Yeah. We need Mayor Butts to come down. Kevin Faulkner. What Faulkner knew is now the $9 million question. City is trying to back out of two real estate deals negotiated by its former volunteer real estate advisor following the revelation that he pocketed a previously unreported $9.5 million from the middleman developer. Again, that's Jason Hughes. Hughes' central defense is that top city officials, including former mayor Kevin Faulkner, knew Hughes was getting paid and signed off in 2014 as Hughes helped the city negotiate a deal to acquire the Civic Center Plaza, a high-rise just steps away from City Hall. But he was on that fucking deal, Dave. I know for a fact he was on that deal because we were talking about uh, the deal. Here it is, right here. Chargers Stadium Task Force unveiled. This is, again, from the Union Tribune back in 2015. Mayor Kevin Faulkner unveiled a new nine-member stadium task force on Friday that includes financial experts, prominent developers, and longtime other dipshits. <laughs> Jason Hughes, part of it. Great. Fucking knew it. That fucking guy. Let's see who else is on this goddamn thing. Anybody else we know? Well, Stieg, who I love. Uh, Was Stieg even living here at the time? Adam Day. North Carolina. Saquon tribal officer, Adam Day, told me everything we talked to him that he didn't follow sports. Yeah. Yeah. Friday's announcement was greeted with measured responses by those who criticized the mayor for announcing two weeks ago that another task force was his solution to the longtime problem of the Chargers needing a new stadium. Did You know, I swear to God, Dave, I swear to God, I don't think he'd ever come in here. Uh, I'm a, I don't know if I even got a number for him. I, for who? He would never say anything. The guy who would tell us everything is Fabiani. Yeah, I think we have Fabian as a number. Let's call him right now in the air. What? A- <laughs> what station? What station do you listen to? What station gives you the number one hits? Hold on, let me see if I have his fucking number. I don't have his number on my phone. How does that happen? We used to call him here all the fucking time. Do you have him in your phone? No. Or do you get pissed and delete it? I probably got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a Charger fan, look at that. We Jason, all the time. That's funny as shit. Jason Hughes made $10 million at the same time he was part of that stadium task force. He couldn't get the NFL team to stay, he or his team. It's not all on Jason Hughes, right? Yeah. I don't have his gutting number. That's crazy. I mean, again, you can't blame you everything. talk to Mark Priceman? I got his number. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Faulkner. Now, look, maybe Hughes is found innocent, then he's cleared. And then you go, all right, well, but they paid him $10 million. Yeah. City's suing him, or people are suing him to get their money back. Good. Holy shit. <laughs> Fuck are we doing in this town? Hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is a guy that understands money. Yeah. He's do foolish things with it. Dan's your guy. How great would it be to be out of debt? Look, right now, a lot of you are getting ready for your taxes. You guys are already getting those notes saying, guess what? Tax season's coming up. What are you going to do with your money on your refund? What are you going to do as far as getting out of debt? Dan Williams is the guy you need to talk to. If you have some extra money in your pocket or if you're in trouble, Dan's the guy to talk to as well. 858-688-6813. The number again is 858-688-6813. Dan Williams is the guy, though, again, he tells you all the time, let's get out of the rental market. Let's help you find your first house. Make sure you call Dan. It is a call that can change your life.
Yeah, so important. Uh, borrow smart, repay smart has been so great for me. And it was funny. I was driving down. And I was listening to this guy telling stories about going out and spending a whole lot of money on dinners and everything else. And they go, how do you afford to do that? He goes, well, I, I'm debt free. <laughs> and I go, well, good for you. But one of the ways I think all of us stay debt free is by not doing crazy yeah. things like that. And that's why the borrow smart, repay smart program is so important. And right now, Dan has a series of videos that are so great for you and for your family. You can find the link on our website at DaveAndJeffShow.com. But yeah, whether you're looking to buy a car or whether you're looking to buy a house, whether you're looking to save an NFL team, you got to make sure that your finances are lined up and lined up the right way. And if they're not lined up, Dan can help you get there. Absolutely. Brian Curry is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to buying that house or selling the house you currently have. You want to get the most for it right now. There are houses just in my neighborhood. I can't believe what they're going for. Just absolutely amazing. And I'm sure you know people doing the same thing that have sold their house in the last year and have gotten over a million dollars. And you're just going, wow, that house is a million dollars. Pretty amazing what's happening in San Diego. I'm also meeting a lot of people that say, look, I want to buy another house. You know, yeah. my I've got my ducks in a row, and I want to buy another house, another property. Brian Curry is the guy that knows San Diego better than anyone else. Why would you talk to anyone else? Brian is also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, call Brian Curry, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. So funny you say that, Dave, because I'm traveling in a couple of weeks and looking at a hotel, right? Yeah. I'm going back to Toronto, and I'll, I'll be in Toronto for a few days, and looking at hotels, trying to figure things out. And a friend suggested, hey, you should check out the Airbnb market. My gosh, type in Airbnb yeah. Toronto in the middle of March. I had like 300 different options that came up. And by the time it was all done, I said, oh, screw it. I went back to the hotel, um, just a hotel selection. But man, oh man, if, if there's that many options in the middle of March in Toronto, how many are there year-round here in San Diego? You got to have the right person helping you with the property management. You mentioned that with Brian. But yes, you're exactly right. We've heard so many stories from people that are either trying to buy a house, that go in and the house is being offered for 500000 and they're excited, they make their bid, and then the house sells for six seventy five. dollars yeah. They never had a chance. And you look at that from either the buyer's standpoint or the seller's standpoint, and if you're the seller and you thought, hey, it was only going to be 500000 then you get an extra hundred and seventy-five. that's insanely exciting. If you're the buyer and you thought you could get it for five hundred, and it goes for six seventy-five, that can be incredibly frustrating. So you got to make sure that you have the right person on your side, and that person indeed is Brian Curry. Yes. You know, speaking of traveling, today I booked a trip to Baltimore. Headed, oh, wow. to, headed in Camden Yards in August. Very nice. There you go. I think I've knocked everything off my list. I like it. There you go. Are you going to... Uh, so I'm hitting Wrigley in September. Okay. Yankee Stadium, hitting City Field, and hitting uh, Camden in August. And then when do you go to Tropicana Field? And so I'm not doing Tropicana. Oh, not, damn it. Not, 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 not doing that one. I'm missing Sad. that one. Hey, Taylor May Pools, Alan Taylor's your guy. Look, look at the weather. We told you it wasn't going to last long as far as the cold weather. It's going to be extremely warm this week, and... We know how it works in San Diego. There's no turning back this time. March is right here this week, and Alan Taylor's your guy. You're going to want that swimming pool this summer. You're going to wish you would have called Alan Taylor. Also have the jacuzzis for the winter. Great time to get that pool in your backyard. Alan Taylor's been doing this for more than 25 years. 619-449-4452. 619 619- 
449-4452. Ask about available financing. Amazing day in San Diego today. Yes. Right? Um, my sons went to a bonfire at Coronado for a buddy's birthday. Wow, that's always and, fun. Yeah, so we dropped him off down there at about 1 o'clock. It was great. Again, uh, something that we take for granted and we shouldn't when we speak about Coronado. They had a fire at 1 in the, one in the afternoon? No, it, it, they they goofed around on the beach and then okay. the bonfire was tonight. Okay. But they just spent the afternoon there celebrating a buddy's birthday. But I don't think we give Pete enough credit. People remember when Pete went into Coronado, moved in, got elected as a city official, one of the first things he did was he said, we're going to waive the toll for the bridge. Yeah, that was awesome. And I think about that because yeah. I go over there a lot. You know, yeah. that used to be a buck, a buck 25 a piece. And uh, to slow you down. Yeah. City's flourishing over there. And so, again, a shout out to uh, to Pete yeah. for all he does to make this community better. But as I'm driving down there and there's I mean, Coronado was pumping today. People are all over town, but there's yep. traffic everywhere. Trying to find a beach parking spot is tough. And I'm sure my kids had fun, but it couldn't help me think like, man, if their friends had a tailor-made pool, yeah. then you just have a pool party. yeah, And you don't have to worry about parking or dealing with crowds. Even with Pete waving the toll for the bridge, you could have it right back there. And you go, man, that's outstanding. So, uh, yeah. If you need a new pool, right now is the time you should do it. If you go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, you can see all the pools that have built built for your friends in this community, and you can have a beautiful uh, pool. Why do I keep saying peel? It's hard to do. A lot of peas in there. I know. Beautiful pool in your backyard built by Alan and his team. Pete told me, man, his next thing in Coronado is to make sure all the shopping carts at Vons have no wobbly wheels. He wants all the shopping carts to run smooth. People will appreciate that. He did, but the other thing he said was he's going to tighten in. You know, like when you go to Vons and they say, hey, once you get past this perimeter, the shopping cart locks yeah. up. Pete's goal right now is to tighten that current perimeter by 27 feet. And he said what it's going to do is you're only going to be able to bring your cart down the ramp. Yeah. But what he said is what that's going to do for the triceps of people in and around Coronado, the Keys, Imperial Beach. Yeah. Because you're going to have to carry those those boxes of wine. Yeah. You used to be able to push it directly to the back of the, of the uh, what should we call it? Elon Musk, that fucking car. Yeah, the Tesla? Tesla. Uh, now you're going to have to carry it. Okay. But he said what we're going to become is the fittest city in San Diego because everybody's bringing those. <laughs> and I said, God damn. Visionary. Absolute visionary. So he said, yeah, that's his goal. He's going to have it special election in June, but they're going to tighten the parameter, uh, tighten it up by about 27 feet. Look at that. Yeah. So be careful. It's going to take you a few trips. It'll be a little bit of a learning curve. He admitted that, but we'll get everybody scored away. That's what he's about. It's yeah. always about making decisions, man. Tough decisions. Kyle Flukers, you want to talk to when it comes to your website? Do you have a website that works? Do you have one that you said, you know what? It's not getting the traffic that I thought it would get. There's something wrong with it. Kyle can tell you what's wrong with it, or he could start brand new and build you a brand new one. He's really good at what he does. He's done it for us. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Very excited to announce that Kyle and I have a brand new website. I had a launch Tuesday of this week. It's called I'm sorry, son.com. It's a place <laughs> where we can host blogs for parents that have made terrible decisions that have impacted their kids. 
And it'll be great because I think uh, Kyle will have a blog up. I'll have a blog up. Bob Hunt will have a blog up. As we write heartfelt messages to our kids, apologizing for decisions we've made that will impact them for the rest of their life. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm sorry, son.com. We own it. And uh, it'll be awesome. And so we're hoping to get, you know, gift cards, fun things to give away to get the kids back on our side and get them out of their room where the door's been locked for 72 <laughs> hours. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going, I don't know what the fuck date. I think oh, it's, great. I, I think it doesn't it's, matter, Dave. Yeah, it's, it's either they're today or tomorrow. Old. It's either today or tomorrow. They're still that old and they're still worth that much. Look at that, go. Dave. You know who that is? Ken Stabler. No, it was Tony Dow, Wally Beaver. Shut the fuck or up. Or Wally Cleaver. No way, it was? Hold on. Oh, look at... It was LL Cool J right there. How do they start with him? Dude, it is Tony Dow. Fuck, he looks miserable. There's no way he's in the front row, right? No, he's in like row eight. He's in the 300 section. Okay, Cool J. Still pulling. Hello. <laughs> John C. Riley and... Oh, look at Will Ferrell's not there. No, Mike Tyson. Mike's there. The good crowd. Look at that Raider gold behind Mike. Yeah, how about that? Look at that. Sorry, we get distracted. It's easy. all right. Laker game sucks. They're getting blown out again. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much they're worth? We're going okay. to people that aren't with us any longer. Okay. Elizabeth Taylor. Well, I tell you what. Somebody on social media, it might have been Pete, put a picture up of her the other day from yeah. like the 70s. Yeah. Wow. Really? Outstanding. I made a disparaging remark about her a couple of months ago. My mom was in town. She got super pissed. Good. Yeah. Rain it in, okay? Said I was never a fan. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor, I'm going to say she would have been 94. 90. Um, 40 million. Okay, you're way off, dude. Really? This is some crazy shit. She is worth, this is what I got. It, oh, because she it, had it, that perfume and I everything? I guess, dude. You were way off. 200 bro. million? More than that. How much? She's worth, it says, between 600, and one, 600 million and $1 billion. Really? Yeah. Would you ever have guessed? No. Yeah. And she was getting married a shitload of times when it wasn't even in style. Yeah. How about that? How about that? All right. This guy just passed away. Johnny Fever, Howard Hesman. Dude, how great was he? I love that show. He was great in everything, though. Yeah. What was that show? Wasn't Head he? of the Class. Yes. Yep. He was great in that, too. Completely forgot about it. He just asked that question. I'm shocked at the answer. Um, how I should know this. They just showed this. Yeah, he just uh, just passed away this year. Seventy eight. He was born in. Uh, he would have been eighty two. Okay. Okay. Um, I think a number where we go. Okay. More money than I thought, but then you just mentioned the second second show. So yeah, I'll say fourteen million. Five million dollars. Ah, uh, that's what I was just gonna say. Well, you really? I would have said like five hundred thousand. No, I would have said like. I would have said a number lower than we hoped for, but a yeah. number where you go, well, if I had that in the bank, I could live pretty comfortable. Here we go. Here's one, a girl that yeah. we saw in person on Jimmy Kimmel. She was one of the guests. Okay. Kate Mara. Hi. <laughs> uh, she was great in House of Cards. Yes. Okay. I agree. And if uh, people don't realize, look, this is just her money. Because if people don't realize, her grandparents own the Steelers and her grandparents also own the New York Giants. That's pretty pretty wild. That's a lot right? of fucking money right there. I'm going to say 36. Um, she's 39 years old. 39, and I'll say 40 million. 15 million on her own. Okay. On her own. All it's right. 15 million. Good for but her. But she's, she's probably a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> she, it's not a bad investment right there. No. And very she was great on Kimmel. She was. All right. Last one right here is uh, former tight end Chiefs and Falcons, Tony Gonzalez. 
Tony Gonzalez. Damn, this one. Uh, Used to be with uh, Lauren Sanchez, who's now with Jeff Bezos. Wow. Sorry, Tony. 44? He's 46. 46. Uh, 40 million. $50 million. All right. All right, here we go. Five random questions. What would your 15-year-old self think of you today? Oh, I got two of them. I hang out with all day. Now, what would yourself think? You, 15, you're fit, you being 15 years old, what would you think of where you are right I now? I tell you what, my 15-year-old self would be stoked that we go to as many games as we, oh, go, that's cool. as we go to. Because it was something as a kid I loved. We didn't get to as many Padre games, right? We were sneaking yeah. into every Clippers game. But live event, being in the moment, chasing those memories and not just hanging out at Would home. Would your 15-year-old self be surprised that you chose to be on the radio? Yes. Yeah. Yes, because I really think the 15-year-old version of me probably saw me being the head of the Department of the Treasury. <laughs> Um, being a translator at the Korean embassy, you know, probably something along those lines. No, fuck no. It's an easy job. You would have looked and said, exactly. But then, considering how much I fucked off yeah. from the time I was 15 till I was 25, shit, I probably would be driving a U-Haul across the border. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, oh, this is fine. I'm going to be fine. But yeah, I just said, don't do it. Go do anything else. Oh, my go, gosh, that's go, funny. Go find Johnny Knoxville and be his friend. <laughs> he can get launched through the uh, ceiling of a furniture store. Oh, my gosh. All right, next question. What brings you the most joy? Wait, what would the 15-year-old, your 15? What my 15-year-old self be? I think I'd be a little surprised that I lived in San Diego. Like, it was never thought in my yeah. mind that I'd live in San Diego. I thought for sure I was going to graduate high school in L.A. and I was going to go to school in the South, and I'm probably going to end up living in the South. And if I lived in the West yeah. Coast... It would have been L.A., never San Diego. Nothing against San Diego. It's yeah. funny. I had an old basketball coach before I made the move at 15 back to uh, Los Angeles. Who He was just he was just an asshole, but he was, he was a good coach. I realized after he passed, he was a good coach, but he was just the biggest dick ever. Yeah. And um, he and I told him I was moving to California. He told me, California fucking sucks. He goes, <laughs> the only place I'd, I'd ever live is if I moved to California, it'd be San Diego. It's the only oh, city worth a shit. I thought you say like Ventura. No, he said the only th city worth a shit in the whole state, he told me. That's the last thing that guy ever told me. It was funny. And here I am. I'm living in San Diego now, going on 33 years. Um, be surprised where that ended up here. Radio, for sure. I told you. I was yeah. the shyest person in the world. Number one, I couldn't look anyone in the eye. Two, I was such a shy kid that I wouldn't even answer the phone when it rang. You know, it's amazing that... I would even try and attempt to get behind a microphone. But it was funny. I was dropping home the other night from the Jackass movie and seeing all yeah. the people that were nice enough to come out. And I knew I had to get up early in the morning and, and go coach a game against Cathedral baseball game. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, honest to God, there aren't too many times in life where you stop for a second and you go, you know, or you, you do like a self-check. And I was like, dude, I'm completely content where I'm at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think if uh, if I could tell my 15-year-old self that I would be completely satisfied and content where I'm at as a human being, that, that's good enough. Uh, you mentioned that for Friday. Like, uh, to look at it, the cross-section of people that were there. Yeah. And to know um, how much they've meant to you and I personally. Yeah. 
And a lot of them have been with this Rose and Pete and, and others have been with it going back to KFMB. It's insane. But do you remember there was somebody we met along the way? It was a woman. And no matter what we said, she'd say, what? What? And I think at 15, if you would have said some of the things that I was lucky to do, there would have been a lot of that. What? What? (laughs) Like, all of that. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, completely, man. I had so much fun because you just get to a certain part where you start to appreciate the moment in the moment. Yeah. Like, that's a challenge for people. Like, sometimes it takes a while and you go, oh, looking back, yeah, that was really fun. And now I'm just like, no, be aware of what's going on and enjoy it in the moment. And uh, and I was able to do that on Friday. I the movie, I was like, God damn. Yeah, the movie was, oh my god, what but, did we uh, just do? But being in that theater with those people was something I'll remember for a long, long yeah, time. No, it was I, a great night. I, I, I agree. I think of the line Deion Sanders uses with his. Uh, college team a lot lately is the one where you said you spend half of your life trying to find the person you are and you spend the second yeah. half of your life being that person and that's, oh, that's where cool. that's where i think i'm at right now yeah. you know content where i'm at yeah all right what brings you the most joy um oh by far it's the laughter of my kids good which is great because um yeah i mean it's just yeah, it's those two guys, yeah. 100%, man. Just hanging out yesterday and and seeing some of those things. And this was what was cool. Like, my sons bring me so much. They were so goddamn annoying Yeah, in the morning. We're trying to get out the door and trying to get up. And, uh, and so they had just done a couple of things. Like, any parent knows. Not awful, but just things yeah. where you're like, fuck. So we go to grab something to eat before we head up. And they're sitting at one table, and I come out. I'm so mad that I just, I grab the paper, and I sit at the table behind them. Yeah. Right? And without even hesitating, uh, my son, Cade, because Jack couldn't give less of a fuck about anything. (laughs) uh, Cade grabs his stuff and moves to my table. And it was like, all right. Like, it was so nice. Where he's like, no, you're not sitting over here. Like, and it was great. And so we were laughing driving up and talking about something else. I told Kate, I said, your mom and I have determined that if there was ever a town called Zero Fucks Given, Jack, <laughs> Jack would be the mayor. And this town? You could be the mayor of San Diego? Yeah, you probably could. But um, Jesus. But no, I it's, yeah, it's those two guys, man, which is great. It's funny. Um, just hanging with those dudes yeah. and doing the different things that whether we're just – like, it was cool. Their buddy, one of their closest friends, yeah, sends a t- I mean, we got home late last night. We stayed to the end, then we went and they they had had, like, we'd eaten earlier in the afternoon, then we went and just grabbed something quick. And we didn't get back down here till after one thirty. Yeah. And so, wake up this morning, and their buddy had sent a text saying, hey, we're, my family's having a bonfire uh, in Coronado. For my birthday, we'd like you to go. Well, these are two guys that have been friends of uh, my kid. Their birthdays, their brothers, they're a year apart. Their birthdays are two days apart. Wow. It's really wild. And uh, But they've been at every one of Jack and Kate's birthdays. They, they all play football together at Helix. Like, it's a good group. And so we get short notice, like, hey, there's a bonfire today at 1. 
so we got up kind of late. I'm like, shit, all right, we got to get ready and go. And Cade was like, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. Like, yeah, this is our day together. Like, if, if you don't want me to go, I don't want to cut in on our time. I thought that was so nice. But I'm like, birthdays matter, and yeah. your two buddies are like family to me. And I said, no, I can't think of anything more douchey than taking in on that. And, and so it was great. Like, that we have that kind of relationship, but... Uh, no, it's those two guys, right? Do, do you get nervous at all that as they get older through high school, they're going to want to spend less and less time with you? I'm ready for it. And that's one of the main reasons why I got rid of the King season tickets. Yeah. Because I can't speak for their mom, but I can speak for myself and just say that Friday nights and Saturday nights, uh, when we were going to movies or going to basketball games, our own football games, working, yeah. right? Working at the warehouse, doing those kind of things on Friday nights or Saturday nights. It was such a big part and friends that I'm still like the core circle that I have. I'm so lucky that I'm in contact with. It's really changed, Dave. It's weird. In like the last year, I probably talk to my buddies, Dane, Tommy. Boom's always been there. But yeah. my buddy, Boom. But my friend, Amy, who I've known since I was 15. Laura and a couple others. My buddy, Scott King, yeah. who's been through so much. We all talk at least three or four times a week. Oh, that's cool. And and these are guys that, that know everything. Um, but they were all such an important part of who you were and who you are. Yeah. That there's no way I could be that selfish and, and deny my sons those opportunities. Exactly. And that's what I talked to Laura Kane about the other night is just talking about her relationship with her son and her daughter, Kathleen Bade, I had this conversation yeah. with not long ago watching her kids on Instagram. Even though I've never met Charlie or Laura's daughter, I've never met Kathleen's son yeah. or daughter. And Laura was saying the same about Jack and Kate. I've watched all these kids grow up and then they go away to college yeah. and you feel it yeah. on social media. Like, oh man. So, uh, no, I mean, I know the day is coming. They're, they're running track now. They're playing yeah. football. Uh, they'll be, shit, they'll be 15 in a couple of months. So, yeah, when those days come, it'll be a drag, but but I'm like today. You yeah. got to go have those memories. So, no, I'll never stand in the way. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. Their mom will. <laughs> no, she won't. She <laughs> won't stand in the way. She's like, I want my weekend. Are you kidding me? Are you yeah, crazy? get them out of here. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. All right, have you ever had an idea to open your own business? Uh, it's very funny. My dad had a buddy... And you got to think about when this yeah. was. I was probably like 18. So it wasn't, I would have never got into like the restaurant business, right? I yeah. mean. It's a tough one. Tough, right? Yeah. They had been, there was a cool old bar in North County that a few of us looked at and we were like, you know, we could run and we were going to make it a fight bar. And it wasn't that big. The overhead would have been pretty mellow. And we could have done that, but I'm glad we didn't, right? Because that business will make you crazy. But John my dad's kicking your door in. Huh? John's kicking your door in. Hey, what, what the, the hell, fuck's going on here? Hey, what the hell's going in? No, no, no. No, no. I'm talking bar rescue. Oh, Taffer? Yeah. Well, I thought you meant coach because no. we're cutting in on the Lucadian. <laughs> hey, what the hell's with that $2 special? It's not an old fashioned. Why do you, you have King Cobra on draft? <laughs> hey, let me get one of those. Let me get one of those. 
and a bag of those spicy peanuts. <laughs> um, Put his big mitts right in your bowl. <laughs> We'd sell the individual bags. We're not doing that. No, my my dad had a buddy that came to me. Yeah. And this was his deal. He was going to have a three-prong business. It was all going to be under one roof, and he wanted me to run it. Okay? Yeah. One half of the building, or one-third of the building, excuse me, was going to be a laundromat. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. The middle prong was going to be 60-minute photo. And the final the prong. God, do that. Yeah. Right? But no it's funny shit. when you think about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, and the 60 final, minute photo. <laughs> and the final prong was going to be a bowling alley. I like the bowling alley part. And so the idea was. You should have a bowling alley and a skating rink. Yeah. And a big parking lot. The idea was you were going to come in and do your laundry. Yeah. Drop off your pictures. And then to kill time, you could bowl. Yeah. And then you would just run up and, you know, throw clothes from the washer to the dryer, right? <laughs> Everything's going to be in the dryer for 40 minutes. What yeah. do you got to do? The pictures are still developing. That's funny. And I remember when that guy thought that, Dave, I was like, you are brilliant. <laughs> Until the iPhone came out. Right. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what would we do there? We oh, would just change that to like, uh, what would that be now? Be a coffee. Tannin salon. Just yeah. Get, just get tan. I we'll just change that. Coffee six, shop. Yeah. Yeah. 60 minute photo. Go out to something, right? 60 minute photo. Yeah. Be a newsstand. Well, then that would close, <laughs> right? God, God damn. Yeah. It'd probably, be a, it'd probably be a cricket stand. Oh, my God. That's Were you ever going to run anything your own? Well, no. Well, no. Well, I, I've done different ones. Like, I've, I've probably opened up about seven different ones, like business license and I've did a couple media companies. I did a baseball card shop. Yeah. You know, I've done a few sporting goods at one time. We've done, done a bunch of them. It's, um, it, it, it's always interesting and exciting when you start and then you realize, you know, either, if either you're all in or you're, or you're, if you're not all in, you're not going to do great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're willing to say, Hey, this is what I'm doing all in. But the, to me, all in is a little bit scary too, you know, yeah, to go which, all in, especially when you're married and you have kids. Yeah. If you fuck this up, you know, then you went all in. You're like, everyone's staring at you. Hey, what the fuck? Why do we keep eating, you know, well, pasta out of a can? Do you ever have people ask you about this show? And how, so where are you marketing it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Twitter? Yeah, yeah, we aren't marketing. What are you talking about? So the movie theater idea is a really interesting yeah. idea. What led you to that theater? Like, yeah. did you talk to a bunch? Did you take bids? Oh. No. I called one and said, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, I can yeah, afford that. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. And now with the people involved. I'm always amazed, by the way, how many people will say to us, how much money do you guys make? Yeah. I get that a lot. And it, always laugh, make, it makes me laugh. I'm like, put, who named someone else you'd say that to? Why would you say that to anybody? Yeah, this will come as a complete shock to nobody. We put zero effort into this fucking. <laughs> we don't even put notes for this show. There's nothing. The only notes I write down are fucking how old are they and how much are they worth. Yeah. Just because Jeff doesn't have to wait for me to look it up. I guarantee you 27 shows in a row, we just repeat shit. We don't know anything. <laughs> I, we just asked 20. We just said nothing in front of us. Right. Who wants to go to the movie? People sign up. We're like, fuck it. We'll see you there. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 And I just, then I just unlaced my shoes and laced them back up while Jeff was talking. Yeah. Fuck. How Some professional guy, do you think we are? I reached out the other day. <laughs> he reached out. He was going to buy time on the show. 
And he's like, so when you look at the key demographics every month, how much of a notice are you? Ch-? I go, what? <laughs> Fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, are you noticing that there's 18 to 35? Is it 35, 54? Is it men and women? Do you notice that they say, I don't know anything. Fuck are you asking me for? He goes, well, you own it, right? I go, oh, well, that makes sense. Now I get why you'd ask us. <laughs> I'm not. I just show up. <laughs> do, do dumb things in this stupid business was I listened to Colin Cowder a few years ago when he was back on ESPN and he yeah. talks about how easy it is to do a show he goes here, here the recipe is easy all you have to do is write me and ask me what, what you do to make a show work I'll tell you to make a national show work it's easy and then here he is on Monday hey what the hell is everyone write me all week and ask like yeah. he completely forgot that he threw it out there <laughs> and then he did it again the yeah. other day he, same, same fucking thing he threw something crazy out there and he goes it's a piece of cake. Just go ahead and DM me, and I'll tell you exactly how to do it. And then Monday, what the fuck? Why is everyone? Yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, completely forgetting the microphone's on. Like people yeah. are going to sit well, there and reach out to you. What do you want us to do? Don't do that. I don't have the answer. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite word to say out loud? Oh fuck. Yeah. Right. Fuck has to be it. Your kids are at the age you can say it whenever you want. Just a stress release. Yeah. They were. Hey, uh, when people get offended by it. Uh, for like two days, I've, you ever had a, you ever had to do a lie detector test? No, never have. I worked uh, at this job at the Carlsbad Mall, and this guy, like seventeen or eighteen, at the place called the Gym Bag. Yeah. They were uh, they sold jerseys, so he had a store there, a store at UTC. So when you came in, part of it was that you had to take a lie detector really? test. Yeah, I'm like eighteen. This guy, honest to God, the guy had a trailer, and I think he was in the Plaza Bonita parking lot because yep. I had to drive way the fuck down here. And this guy, Dave, and I've had this stupid saying in my head for three days, so I'm sorry to anybody if you get it in your head now. But he straps you in, and you're in this. It's like the Brian Cranston trailer <laughs> from Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have to fight this guy because he's going to get weird. No, he was fun. Super nice guy. And uh, so they put the Velcro. It's over your, your middle finger and your ring finger. But he had this cadence, and he would say, what's your name? Dave Pella. You're doing great. And Dave, where are we located right now? On a creepy trailer? No. Dave, we're looking for the city. Uh, San Diego? No. Yeah, Things fucking do, 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 do. I don't know where the fuck I yeah. am because I never go south of Loma Santa Fe. Uh, Plaza Bonita. Absolutely. Dave, have you ever been part of a large prostitution ring? What? No. Okay. Dave, have you ever sold kids to international traffickers? Oh, No. <laughs> Outstanding. Dave, you're doing great. Dave, have you stolen money out of the till, you shaky hand motherfucker? <laughs> no? Well, we're done here. Congratulations. You're like, God damn. Oh, my God. What was the guy The guy used to do a lie detector test on Stern? Ed something? Yeah, same thing. When he was, Artie Lang used to do the impressions of him. It was so fucking funny. Dude, dude. these I guys. It. And I'm like, I, it's so weird because yeah. so, it's, it's absolutely like the scene in Meet the Fockers. Yeah. As soon as he straps that in. You start getting nervous? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, no matter what he asks you, what day is it? So, so, so Sunday. <laughs> You're wrong. And I'm like, it's for a shitty job at Carlsbad Mall. You're doing great. Yeah, I could have gone work at Spencer's. <laughs> Fuck did I give a shit? Selling rubber dicks and vomit? <laughs> yeah. Inner world. Selling fucking bongs on Hill Street. All of a sudden, I was ready to sacrifice my whole dignity. Get a fucking job. Right? Selling goddamn uh, Stan Humphreys jerseys. Oh, you're doing great. You're doing great, Dave. Have you ever been part of a murder? No. Okay. 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 <laughs> Dave, does the name El Chapo mean anything to you? No. All right, last question. What behavior do you find surprisingly attractive or interesting? <laughs> well, um, oh, I'll, I'll say this. Yes. I will say this. Um, I have a friend who will remain nameless. Okay. Who's so incredibly quick to pick up on anything that you say yeah. or or get wrong or do anything, I I cannot breathe. It's so funny. Like when people are quick like that, I think it's quick witted, even if it's directed at you. Yeah. Right? Like we were saying, um, yeah, I mean, the people on my team are so funny. Like they get it. Yeah. But my kids are really good on it. But yeah, I don't I don't mind like all that different shit, like stupid things that are yeah. said, right? I don't know. I don't think that's that crazy. But I think some people get their feelings hurt by that. We we got a buddy. Yeah. John Fricky used to not like when they would do when Milton Hines no, no, would no. do. No, no, no. He was too sensitive. Yeah. But if they if they yeah. catch something yeah. that they that uh happens, yeah, it's um yeah, that kind of shit. And then yeah. when it circles back. Yeah. So uh how are we doing time wise? Can I give you a quick story? Yeah, we're like an hour 42 in. Fuck. Um, so a couple years back, I go to Toronto. Yeah. And my friend Joe Carlo, who's great, gets tickets for the Blue Jays Twins game. Yeah. Okay. She gets us great seats. We're like 15 rows behind home plate. We're yeah. there. But it's the night that um, they were doing Jurassic Park, which is like two blocks from Rogers Center out in front of Scotiabank Arena. And so we hang out for like five innings, and she's like, how's it going? I'm like, hey, you want to go be part of uh, Jurassic Park? She's like, yeah, okay, it's your night. Dave, I fucking heard about this game 27 different times. So in two weeks, it's the Heritage Classic. It's the outdoor game yeah. between the Maple Leafs and the Sabres. So she's going to the game with me. So the other day... I'm like, hey, you ever been to an outdoor game? She goes, no, it's cool. She goes, um, just trying to figure out, you know, will we be there for the first period, like the Blue Jays game, or will we stay to the end? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, like, you know, it's just yeah. different shit like that, yeah. where people remember shit and bring it back and bust balls. That's probably it. Yeah. Like people busting your balls where you go, I just, I find that shit very funny. I tell you, you? what. The, what makes me laugh now, it used to drive me crazy, but I, I kind of, I, I don't know, I never will point it out. But when somebody has a lisp, dude, I don't know what it is, man. What but is I'm like, the matter with you? What do you mean, what's the matter with me? You don't ask therapy. me the question. I, I need a lot of therapy. Yeah. 
And uh, fuck, I'll tell you a funny ass story about that in a second. So they, uh, but the lisp thing makes me laugh. Southern, the way Southern people talk, yeah, and it's a part of their daily deal. Not not a Southern accent, but they'll like <laughs> they'll make a a comment about something that I can't remember any of the lines that they always say. But you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, man, she's meaner than a hornet in a fucking outhouse. You know, like yeah. crazy shit like that. And I, and I laugh all the time. But it's just the way they grew up. Like that's just a normal saying. Mm-hmm. And you're going, what the fuck? So real quick, I'm doing, a, I'm, as I told you last week, I'm doing these these voiceover commercials. And these commercials aren't, I'm not playing, you know, Dave doing a commercial for Teddy Stevens. I'm just a regular voice you would hear on television that just a voice in the background where you're watching them sell pizza, you know? Yeah. But so it, you're a voice actor. It's completely out of what you're used to doing. It's not this projection voice I'm doing through a microphone. And so... This guy I'm working with is a coach in New York. We're on Zoom once a week, mm-hmm. and he's done a shitload of stuff. He's done cartoons. He's done a shitload of voiceovers. He's done really well. Right away, you hear his voice. You're like, dude, I know that guy. Yeah. And he's looking at me through Zoom, and he throws me a commercial without me reading it, and he says, this is for uh, cell phones. And he goes, okay, read, read through it one time to yourself, and then I want you to read it out loud. And I said, okay. And he goes, what's the commercial about? I go, it's about cell phones for people who are older, who need the bigger buttons and more lighting and 24-hour service. He goes, you got it. So you aren't talking to a whole group. It's like the way you tell us to do radio. You're talking to one person. Yep. Figure out one person. I go, all right, my mother. Oh, that's right. Goes, I was going to say Vera. He goes, dude, Vera would have been better. He goes, how old is your mother? I go, my mom's 77. And he goes, great. Read the commercial. So I read it. And I'm looking at this Zoom screen like, okay, how did I do? And he just looks at me and he goes, what the fuck is going on with you and your mother? <laughs> he yells at me, dude. And I go, what? How much do you hate your mom? Jesus. And I go, what? And he goes, dude, you read that like you're so fucking disgusted with her and the buttons aren't going to be, be big <laughs> enough and she's going to complain. And you have had it with her shit. You might oh. sell one fucking phone. There's not another person that's ever going to buy a fucking phone. And he starts giving me shit. I was like, dude, have you met my mom? Yeah. And he just like, that is the worst fucking commercial I've ever heard in my life. You sound so fucking angry. And I was like, God, in my mind. That guy is the Bobby Knight of voiceover. Yeah. He throws a chair across the room. Dude, completely. Completely. And he's like, what the fuck is up with you and your mother? And I was like, shit. I guess last time I used her as a vocal. I should have done Vera. I would have been nicer to Vera. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. Get your shit together. And he tells me, as a good word through a Zoom, this yeah. guy just moved to New York City from from Pasadena a couple months ago. Okay. He goes, how things going? I go, ah, I got to go coach baseball. It's freezing out here this week. I go, oh. it's, and he goes, yeah? He goes, what's it like? I go, it's 60 and windy. And he just looks to his left. He goes, Alexa, what's the temperature? 10 degrees, chance of snow. Damn. Fuck off. He just screams <laughs> into the... <laughs> <laughs> so it's the only guy that yells at me, but he, I'm like, ah, I feel like an idiot, you know, the whole time. But anyway, I was like, holy shit, this thing with my mom cracks me up. Hey, I got one quick uh, PSA for everybody. Coming up Saturday night, Dave, is Garth Brooks at Petco Park. And I know a lot of you were stressed. Dude, I was going to give you shit and send you, oh, was it nice renting out Petco Park for Garth Brooks? Yeah. <laughs> but you nailed it. Dude, we looked at the Game Time app the other day. Yeah. Just goofing around. Like, you can get into that concert Saturday night and be on the floor. Now, again, you're in the back. Yeah. It's like 45 bucks a ticket. Really? So, for a lot of people that stressed out or didn't get in. Yeah. Dude, go to that Game Time app. Pretty good, huh? We're, my kids are super excited. Their mom's super excited. We got in. What's the date? 
Saturday night. Wow. Saturday night at Petco Park. So just, I know, like I said, there were people that went through it and were frustrated and couldn't get tickets. But we were goofing around the other day and looking for something else. And again, you go on game time, we were looking for uh, a different game. And it pops right up, and there's tickets for like under 50 bucks. I'm not, I don't work for game time. They don't sponsor yeah. the show. But like I said, I think Saturday night, we like events down here. Dave, you were just saying, we don't get comedians no. down here anymore. But it should be a pretty fun night. So if anybody was looking to go, you had to wait through an hour and 50 minutes of this bullshit. But uh, yeah, I think tickets are like 45 bucks. Perfect. You can be on the floor. But we'll be back here Wednesday night. All right, Wednesday, everybody.